Hey guys, welcome to the Mike Janela Show. This is a cold open, not normally how I open the show, but just wanted to let you know for anyone listening that this right now is being recorded after I found out the news online that Padres Social Hour, the show that I was a host of for the San Diego Padres on Fox Sports San Diego this summer, apparently being canceled or ended, that according to the San Diego Union Tribune's Dennis Lynn, I recorded the actual podcast before I knew that news, so if it sounds weird, like I'm not acknowledging that fact or ignoring it, I am not. It was simply recorded and edited and already mastered and everything before I heard that news, so I came back, wanted to make sure I recorded this quick little intro to let you know that I do know about that news now. I'm not ignoring it in the actual body of the podcast and simply wanted to say uh, just it's bad news. It sucks for all those that were involved with the show. It was a great show. I loved working on it, and for all those people that were both involved in making it happen and the fans who enjoyed consuming it on the other end, it's just a, a sad day knowing that that program uh, is now done. But that's the business. It is what it is. And we will now get back to your regularly scheduled Mike Janela show. So here it is. And from now on, more like what you can expect to hear on a weekly basis. So I guess take it away, Mike. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the Mike Janela show. Mike here, obviously. This is my 27th podcast episode Hopefully won't be my last, and it is good to be back. Uh, welcome to anyone who used to listen to the old Mike Janela show. Welcome anyone new that's tuning in for the first time. Uh, yeah, a lot to get to, but the big thing is the show is back. And for those of you who are uh, unaware, maybe a little history lesson for you. Uh, the Mike Janela show is something that I started back uh, last year, 2015, uh, like I said earlier, did 26 episodes. Um, it was fun. Some of my most fun stuff I've done in my career. I love podcasting, love talking to people. And uh, now we're back. Uh, it took about an eight-month hiatus, and that was because I got a job with the San Diego Padres. And for various reasons, uh, hosting a talk show for them, I could not continue uh, the Mike Janela Show podcast. But... The Padres have since let me go, as many of you are aware of now, and that means that with my free time back and able to kind of do uh, whatever I want to do now, I definitely wanted to get the podcast going again, and so that is exactly what's happening. Now, normally, the way the podcast works for any of you who may be uh, new listeners, new followers that maybe I picked up along the way uh, as I worked with the Padres this summer, uh, basically I'll have a guest on every week. Uh, it's a guest-driven show. It is not a one-man kind of rambling for an hour type program. Uh, so if you don't like hearing my voice, you won't get that sick of it, hopefully. But the way it will work is that I bring up people from uh, various cool, interesting uh, walks of life. Uh, the motto for the show is smart takes on silly things. So I bring in people from sports, uh, other media, other journalists, comedians, photographers, uh, anything that I find cool and interesting. And I bring in people that are kind of crushing it in that and ask them how they got to where they are, kind of go through their journey, uh, what's next for them, breaking down any, any trending topics or things like that in their uh, line of work and in their world. Uh, basically, just get cool people on and talk to them because I love asking them questions that they haven't been asked before, hoping to get you some answers and some information from them that maybe you haven't gotten before either. So uh, we will have a guest on today, uh, but we'll get to him in a little bit. And I've got a lot of great people lined up for the next uh, month plus already. A lot of people excited to uh, come on the show. So I'm excited for that. So those will come to you uh, as we continue. 
But what I thought I would do today a little bit differently to start off the show, the first show back in eight months, is kind of answer some frequently asked questions. Now, these will be, uh, I put out on Twitter a couple days ago, and you can follow me at Mike Janella, uh, a, a call for questions. A lot of people have been asking me the same things over and over since I left the Padres. So I figured I would uh, answer some of those, also questions that people have been asking me in real life or offline, and just kind of, I guess, touch as many of those bases as we can. So uh, later on, my guest will be uh, Bobby Krueger, who's a very good friend of mine, one of my closest friends, and a successful actor. Uh, we had him on as the very first guest in the Mike Janela Show history. That's why he's back on today, because we wanted to have a little bit of symmetry, uh, the first episode ever, and now the first one of sort of uh, 2.0 version of the show. So we'll have Bobby on later to talk about uh, his acting career and how things have gone and progressed since we had him on the show last year. So that'll come up later. But for now, uh, getting to a couple of the questions that have been coming my way over the last month and a half or so, and uh, let's do it. So... First and most popular question I've gotten since uh, the Padres and I parted ways, and if you're unfamiliar, I was hosting a show for them called Padres Social Hour, which was a daily talk show that aired on Fox Sports San Diego, as well as uh, the ESPN 1700 radio here in San Diego, and uh, the Padres website. It was a great show. A lot of archives are still up online. In fact, I think every episode should be up online, so uh, definitely check it out if you haven't. Uh, The main question is, what happened? Uh, I talked about this a little bit on uh, the Gwintelligence podcast that those guys run, uh, which is a shout-out to them as well. And basically, Padres just told me they wanted to go in a different direction with the show and that I was not part of that direction. So uh, they decided that that was the time to uh, go different ways. And now I uh, am essentially seeing what's out there as a free agent uh, with the baseball season over. The show's now come to uh, its daily conclusion as well for 2016. Um, so really, I mean, a lot of people were wondering uh, if I was leaving to go to a better gig or if I was planning on getting out of San Diego uh, as early as possible. That was absolutely not the case. It was just a matter of, uh, you know, Padres wanting different things. Uh, so they certainly uh, were awesome to me and giving me the opportunity. And uh, now with the show, that opportunity now in the rearview mirror, uh, we see what's next. Uh, but yeah, uh, the second question that kind of correlates to that, a lot of people asked, well, what'd you do to get fired in the middle of the season like that? And I want to make it clear for anyone that may still have any kind of misgivings. Uh, I did not do uh, you know, anything that you would assume, you know, any kind of cursing on air, or I saw one guy on Twitter, uh, when the news broke, uh, assume that I had done something like creepily sexual that had gotten me fired. I think his comment on Twitter was that guy always seemed a little bit off uh, about me and I couldn't help but laugh at that. There was nothing of the sort, nothing like that. Uh, so it wasn't something where behind the scenes I was, yelling at an intern or stealing all of the Diet Coke out of the main company fridge or anything like that. So it was just a matter of of different things uh, and timing, and that was it. So uh, that was another question that I've gotten a lot of uh, since I've become a free agent once again. Um, Next question, a lot of people also just assume... I've gotten a lot of, man, you must hate the Padres right now. Uh, You're probably never going to watch a game again. You're probably never going to go to a game again. Couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I actually went back to Petco Park for the home finale that the team had when uh, they hosted the Dodgers. And, you know, nothing, no, no ill will. Uh, I had a chance to have a dream job for the better part of a baseball season, getting to host a talk show on TV for a Major League Baseball team. I mean, that's 
that's as dope as it gets. And that's a mountaintop that I'm glad I was able to reach. And I couldn't have done it without the Padres. Would I have liked to finish the season and come back next year and do this job for a very long time? Of course. Um, but, you know, the fact that it ended shorter than maybe I would have liked or planned does not mean there's any ill will there at all. Um, still tuned into some Padres games as the season ended uh, when I was near a TV and, you know, it was good to have on in the background. Um, you know, went to that final home game, which was great being able to enjoy that as a fan. Um, but no, I wish the Padres well. I hope that all the prospects they brought up continue to excel next year. And I hope for the fans sake that they get a good winning team uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but yeah, absolutely no ill will at all to uh, the team or, or the organization. Similarly, I get asked a lot if I watch, uh, if I ended up watching Social Hour after I left. And uh, the answer is not really, but not because of anything, any negative feelings or any harbored ill will. Uh, just it, the wound was still a little bit too fresh. Um, it's like kind of seeing uh, your ex-girlfriend right after you break up and you're following her on Instagram and you see all the posts of her and her new uh, boyfriend. You don't want to have that in your life. So uh, when I did leave Social Hour, I watched a couple of the episodes uh, in the days right afterward just to... Uh, just to see what it was like from this side of it and to see, you know, how they would proceed. Uh, but after that, it just felt a little weird because I was always wondering, oh, what what would I have done on the show today? What would uh, my rundown have been like? What questions would I have asked that guest? Uh, what, you know, it was always me putting myself uh, in the shoes of the host for that day, which wasn't fair to them because everyone got to do their own thing. So it was just a little too close to home for me. And I ended up uh, not watching it too much after those first couple of days. Uh, again, not because I dislike it at all. I love, 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 love everyone that I worked with on that show and seeing them take their own spins on it was really cool uh, for an objective uh, point of view. But for me, it just felt a little bit uh, still fresh and it was always me putting myself back in that chair and it just was something that probably wasn't the healthiest uh, thing for me to do. So I didn't do it. But uh, then as the season ended, I started, you know, tuning back into a couple episodes, seeing what they were up to. And uh, I hope, hope the show does well in the future and wish it the best uh, even without me. Um, certainly. All right. Uh, so that's, uh, kind of stuff, all questions that were asked of me, uh, from the past and the present. Then the next big thing I get from a lot of people is, well, what's next? And are you staying in San Diego? Do you plan to? Uh, well, for now, that is the plan. Um, obviously it's, it's tough as you're looking for what's the next step in your career, uh, figuring out where you're going to live. And uh, I'd love to be in San Diego, uh, if for nothing else, and to just get a, a winter here. Uh, I mean, you know, I moved from New York with snow on the ground uh, in February out to Arizona for spring training. And now if I were to move back to New York, New Jersey, uh, right before winter time, I would kind of defeat the purpose of moving out west and enjoying uh, the awesome weather all year round. So I will see. I'd like, like to stay here. I definitely plan on staying here through the end of the year, unless something changes dramatically. Uh, but certainly looking for uh, the next opportunity, and whether that's here in San Diego proper, or if it's up in LA, or somewhere else on the West Coast, or really anywhere. Uh, what a lot of people don't understand about this industry, and anybody that's in it can tell you, is that you go where the jobs are. I mean, you look at people that uh, were surrounded the Padres uh, and the media, like Jesse Agler, my predecessor, you know, he came from uh, South Florida, from Miami to San Diego a couple of years ago. And that's because you go where the jobs are in this industry and you take them where you can get them. And uh, for me, 
luckily, I guess, in a way, um, I'm totally single, no relationship, no kids, not even a pet. So uh, for me, it's very easy to just pick up stakes and, and move somewhere, but I'm not just going to go somewhere without a valid opportunity. And so I'll be in San Diego for a little while. So uh, certainly if you see me around town, don't be shocked or surprised. Um, and then we'll figure it out. Uh, the hope is that within the next month or two, something will present itself and we'll get a new opportunity and a nice fun adventure and where that's going to be, who knows. Uh, but for now, I will certainly enjoy getting to spend some more time at the San Diego beaches and getting to enjoy all the restaurants here and all the people and the awesome weather while I figure out whatever is next. When I know, you'll know. So uh, that's the answer to that question. Then people want to know, well, that's what's next. What are you doing now? And I kind of just alluded to it. It's a lot of beach time, a lot of checking out new restaurants that I didn't have a chance to during the baseball season, uh, going to the gym a lot more to balance out all of the extra time I have for food and, uh, you know, beer consumption. Um, so it's been a lot, it's been a lot of that. Uh, what a lot of people didn't realize about social hour is that, you know, it was seven days a week for the entire baseball season. And all you see is the one hour that comes on the air once a day, but that one hour includes, you know, preparing, getting there ahead of time, talking the show through, prepping the co-hosts, getting ready, researching guests, uh, watching the Padres games uh, the night before or, uh, you know, or earlier that day just to get yourself ready to discuss what you're going to discuss. It's a lot of time. And so you don't have the time to uh, go out on a Friday night and meet some friends because either the Padres are in town and you're there at the stadium watching the game or they're on the road and you want to make sure that you watch the game as much as you can uh, to know what you're talking about the next day. So now that I finally had some opportunity uh, without that schedule uh, to enjoy the city a little bit more, that's certainly what I've been doing. Um, and yeah, just obviously putting the, the nose to the grindstone and trying to find what's next uh, career-wise as well it takes up a lot of time, certainly. So uh, it's just, uh, it's funny how, and I've been through this a couple times in the past, uh, going from one job to another, or one career opportunity to another, the days tend to fill themselves up pretty quickly, um, whether you're, like I said, going to the gym or to the beach or uh, the price is right is on, or now it's it's postseason in baseball and there's uh, four games on a single day on a Friday, and it's like, hey, you know what, I can get lost watching uh, you know, Scherzer versus Kershaw for a couple hours, and next thing you know, uh, your whole day is gone. So when you don't have that eight to nine hour commitment that a, a daily regular job asks of you, it's funny how much more free time you have and also how much you can fill it doing a lot of other stuff uh, besides just sitting at a desk or wherever it is that you work. So uh, that's kind of what I'm up to now, just a lot of, you know, patchworking your days together, which I'm sure a lot of people who are listening, uh, if you've ever gone through a, a patch before where you've been uh, in between jobs, you certainly know what that's like, uh, being able to fill your days. Not that much of a problem uh, in a great city such as this. All right, uh, that pretty much does it, I think. Those kind of cover all of the, the questions that everyone has been uh, asking me specifically. Um, the other big one is, you know, how you doing? People want to actually know, or at least they pretend they want to know, how are you holding up? And, and people do mean it. It, it is very, it is very nice, and it's been very touching to 
not only on Twitter from people I've never met, but from Twitter on people I've met maybe once or twice, uh, but also family, friends, other people in the business. Uh, they, they do, they're curious. They want to know how you're holding up. And, and it certainly is appreciated, uh, all the sentiments that everyone has for me. Um, and the answer is, is fine. You know, you don't get into this business without knowing that there will be uh, valleys to go along with the peaks. Uh, so certainly, while I do wish that, you know, whoever would come calling and say, Hey, we, we love your work. We want you to come do this for us and pay you millions and millions of dollars. Uh, while that is certainly the dream, and I still await that email in my inbox or that voicemail on my phone any morning that I wake up now, uh, you got to know when you get into this business that it certainly uh, will be trying. Uh, it's not a career where you get in on that entry level right out of college, and as long as you don't mess up, you're going to be on that ladder, on that rocket ship, going all the way up for the next 30, 40 years, getting those promotions and getting the raises. That's not how the media works. Uh, and obviously you get into it because it's such an amazing job and so much about it is so fulfilling and enriching. And when it does work for you, it's the best stuff you can, you can experience. I mean, getting to sit on a couch with Snoop Dogg or Trevor Hoffman or Dave Winfield. I've gotten to interview LeBron James and Jim Brown and be on the Today Show and Regis and Kelly and all this kind of stuff. And all those things are worth it, but you can't get that without putting in not only the work, but also enduring some trials and tribulations, uh, which is certainly what I've done in the past and what I'm going through now. So I know what it's like, and I appreciate everyone's concerns, and you just got to develop your, your thick skin and kind of know that you will go through some dark times before you get to the bright ones. It's very rare uh, to have the individual who succeeds in the industry that I've chosen uh, without some kind of bump in the road or turbulence along the way. So uh, everyone asking how I'm doing, doing fine. I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for all that. All right, enough about me just yammering on. I said earlier in the show that this is not going to be a podcast where it's just me for an hour every week spewing off the top of my brain. I've now gone about uh, 16 minutes or so doing exactly that. So we're going to get our first guest on here, and uh, this is as much for me to just get back into the mood, into the podcasting swing, but I'm very interested to see what my buddy Bobby is up to. Again, Bobby Kruger was the first ever guest on the Mike Janela show. This is now uh, over a year ago that this happened. And at the time, he was filming a movie directed by Jodie Foster with George Clooney and Julia Roberts, Money Monster. He was doing some work on House of Cards for Netflix. He had just come off an NBC miniseries appearance on The Slap. So what's Bobby up to? We're going to find out uh, when we get to him and ask him all about that and a bunch of other questions. And we're going to talk about a whole wide range of stuff because we do every day. So we're just taking that daily conversation and bringing it to you guys for a little bit. If uh, you just don't care what Bobby has to say and you're going to tune out now, definitely rejoin us. I'm going to try and make this weekly as much as possible. Uh, but if not, go to iTunes or wherever you found this. Get to it. We're on Stitcher. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be all online all over the place, MikeJanella.com. But subscribe, and that way you can get your newest episode whenever it comes out. And hopefully you'll find some interesting guests that will pique your curiosity as they do mine. And then you can get those episodes however you like. Obviously, we would love the love of any reviews and uh, positive ratings on the iTunes store or on Stitcher, wherever you find this podcast. Uh, definitely spread the word and tell everyone how amazing it is. Even if you don't think it's that amazing, you can still lie for me, right? Because you like me. And uh, just continue to, uh, to support the show. We would certainly appreciate it. And uh, definitely thanks for all the love. All right, that's enough from me. Let's now go to our first guest of the Mike Janela Show 2.0. 
Here's Bobby Kruger. Bobby, what's happening, buddy? Mikey Janella, it's you know, it's funny. I haven't actually seen you since you moved out to San Diego. And I we're really close friends and we talk pretty much every day. This is actually I think the first time I've heard your voice. <laughs> January or whatever it was. Yeah, I moved, I moved out of New York in February. Well, that's the weird thing, right? Is like everyone texts now. So you, yeah. you and I literally, we do talk every day, but you're right. I haven't heard your voice since since February and I haven't seen you, obviously. Um, so it, this is it. I mean, I've seen you. I mean, I did watch a few episodes of The Social Hour, but I think your voice is certainly more sultry than I remember. And that's something that's making me happy right now. <laughs> it's the Skype uh, audio recording filter. So don't put any stock in that uh, on me. Um, no, Bobby, thanks, man. So uh, I already kind of explained a little bit earlier in the show. For anyone who didn't know, uh, I had the Mike Janela show sort of 1.0 back in the day. But this is, this is a new era to borrow from your and I uh, shared love of wrestling. Um, you know, eight months with the Padres. Couldn't do the podcast. Now I'm back. And I wanted to have you on, uh, not for too long, but just because I thought it was nice and sentimental and symbolic to have my first ever guest, which was you last year, uh, back now for the first part of this new generation of the show. And it's just us. Yeah, you've been, man, and catch up on some of the stuff we talked about last time. So uh, congratulations on being well, a second time guest. Thank you. I'm happy. I'm, I believe I'm one. Am I the first, second time guest, or has there been somebody else? Actually, uh, no, Bobby. You are the second two-time guest. Uh, so Stack Guy Greg, who does a pro wrestling podcast on ESPN, Cheap Heat, has been on twice as well. But you are in rarefied air and uh, very elite talent. So so welcome back. Uh, but no, I wanted to talk to you because last time we talked, you had a lot of cool stuff coming up. And for anyone who doesn't know you, uh, you're an actor ostensibly is the reason we were talking last time you were on the show. And at the time, uh, you had just finished rapping, I think, shooting Money Monster and working on House of Cards and all that kind of stuff. Now that we're basically over a year gone and all that stuff has come out, I mean, how'd that, how'd that all go? Well, obviously, it's been about a year since uh, I worked on House of Cards and Money Monster was a little bit before that. But everything came out well, and even it's been fun to uh, – Money Monster, I had been in some independent films, but uh, Money Monster was the first uh, commercial film that I'd done and it's just it's just it was a blast and you know it's been fun even you know last night I'm still getting text messages pretty much every day from people who are starting to really watch that movie now that it's you know on demand and it's on iTunes so that stuff is always fun and I have you know and again it's just about it's just about keeping your nose to the grindstone and then working when you can I have a a shoot coming up um for a WGN show called The Outsiders. That's going to be happening in a couple of weeks down in Pennsylvania. So that sounds like fun. And then I've actually been focused a lot more on my own stuff and writing. And, and you know, we have a, a couple of uh, partners and I have a short film we're getting off the ground that's going to be really, really meaningful and extensive. And um, we just hired a director this week who's very accomplished. And so we're really excited about it. It's been a, it's been a, I can't believe it's been a year. Uh, my birthday is coming up in two weeks and it's like, how did that happen a little bit? And maybe that's just the product of being 30, now 31. <laughs> um, so it's exciting and it's fun and life is flying. Talk to me. You mentioned how people are still texting you even last night when this movie came out a lot earlier in the year. And I still get it a little bit too, having hosted the talk show out here. I was at, uh, at a bar the other night for a trivia night and a kid came up to me, a kid, he's like 22, uh, and said, hey, you're the social hour guy, right? I'm like, yeah, I was. Um, so it's cool to still get recognized. But this for you was on a, a national level. How much were you hearing from people that 
maybe you hadn't heard from in years that just happened to be at their local cinema plex or whatever and saw you and were like, Hey, is that you? Yeah. How much recognition did you get from that? A lot. And you know, and my part's not exactly huge in that film. I, I do pop up in a few different scenes. Uh, but you know, in sort of that, not, it's not only people I haven't talked to in, I mean, I think the longest was probably 10 years, but it's stuff like people I work with. Cause I also work for a software company. Um, and they didn't know that I, that I'm also, you know, in the, the sh- show business. You don't tell, and... you don't tell people this. Like, I, I know it's tough to bring up in conversation organically, but how do they not know? Um, I think it's because that my company is split into two places. I'm obviously in their New York office, but a lot of the people that I work with are based in Canada. Um, and I am relatively new to the company. I think I'm going on like month five and, oh no, wait, month four. And so it just hasn't come up in conversation. Some people organically just started to watch Money Monster. Uh, and then, you know, I literally had a text message last night from somebody who watched, was watching it out in Vancouver. And then someone posted on my Facebook that was watching it out in Washington. You and I, one of our good friends, Sean Hyland, who I, I, you know, I haven't seen in, you know, almost 10 years. Um, he, you know, I think he took a screen cap of the back of his airplane seat. He was flying over from Ireland. Uh, <laughs> watching you. So... Yeah, and watching my dumb face on his feet, just, you know. So it's fun. It's great. And obviously that's not why I like doing what I do, but it is fun to, you know, kind of pop up in people's lives and then kind of be a part of really fun projects. I mean, that's a, it's not, that movie is pretty good. It's really entertaining. So um, it's all fun. It's all, it's all good. It's all fun. And it's just another step in the right direction. That's funny. That's definitely a big part of why I do what I do is to get recognized. You are more the noble actor doing it for the sake of the profession, I guess. It's fun. <laughs> that's the bottom line. It's that fun. too. It's yeah, it's fun to just it's fun to do that stuff. Little parts, small parts, you know, big parts, plays, writing. It's just fun and whatever can kind of come my way and I can achieve and, and get a hold of is the name of the game. And I think as I'm getting older I'm sort of trying to figure out um, you know, what's important in, in, in pursuing my life's goals and sort of the way things are set up and sort of where I am now is you know, I think I'm going to be the happiest making my own stuff. And so that's why this, this film that we're producing is really important to those involved. And it's, it's just really exciting. And if, if other jobs show up in the meantime, you know, awesome. And if you want more of a deep dive into sort of the psychology of an actor and how they choose where they want to go and what they want to do, definitely go back and listen to our first episode, which is you can find it on iTunes or Mike Janella, or uh, com with Bobby and it talks about kind of career choices and uh, the, the choices you have to make, the paths you want to take and how you want to go about the industry. So I definitely recommend going back and listening to that, even though it's sort of uh, a year back in time. Uh, you mentioned how it doesn't really come up organically in the workplace and how friends that you haven't talked to in a long time may just come at you. How's that work for you in the, in the dating life? Do you ever drop that on the yeah, first date? Yeah. Like, hey, I'm sure you could read where that was coming. <laughs> I mean, are you telling girls like on date number one, like, you know, I was, I was in a Jodie Foster movie or does that just kind of get slipped into conversation uh, a little bit more uh, sneakily? How do you do, how do you do that? Uh, well, first of all, let me just kind of backtrack every, anytime you say, anytime you say psychology, I think of ring psychology now. And I'm just thinking like the Stone Cold podcast. Right, right. Uh, Gotta tell a good story in the ring. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> just like giving me the boots in the corner. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny you say that because 
it it depends, right? I, uh, so it does casually sometimes come. People ask what I do. You know, you're on a first day. You're you're talking to somebody new, and it's like, well, what, um, you know, what do you do? And I, I say, well, I work for a software company by the day, and I do some writing and performing it. And I feel like, oh, what do you do? Is that means that like you're an actor, you're like a comedian, you know, you're in porn. I'm like all three, <laughs> and so sometimes at the same time. Yeah, all you know, whatever works. Um, and so it's it, it just kind of goes, yeah, you know, I do some acting when I can. Like, oh, is there have you done anything I would know? And I'm like, yeah, you know, um, I've done a couple of TV shows, you know, movie here and there. And then it sort of works its way into the conversation, and and people are like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's it's interesting because I think people think they go, oh, like this is a guy who who has a, an actual like quote unquote real job, if you can call it that. Um, but also is doing this cool little thing on the side. Ultimately it comes down to, they're like, wow, so you must be really busy. I'm like, yep. (laughs) From like like 6am to 10pm, I'm going full speed. So um, it's fun. But I also think that I I know for me personally, when I'm just in the dating world meeting new people um, and I'm newly single. So it's like ladies, um, it, it's good to have, and maybe this is me just having an ego. I don't know which some would accuse me of. It's almost like I, I meet people and I find myself drawn to people who have a lot of diverse interests, who who are who do have things going on on the side other than their work, work, work. Um, you know, so the, the, I hope that part of me in relationships sort of syncs up with other people. Like, oh, like he's got a lot of interests, he's got a lot of stuff going on, this is interesting. Um, and then I actually, when I start talking about it, I fall flat on my face and then the whole thing goes to crap. But other than that, yeah, well, that's like just re- that's just regular dating and meeting new people and making new friends. Welcome yeah. to welcome to being a millennial, because um, I think what a lot of people I'm not you, a millennial. I refuse that label. My you are, buddy. Sorry, I, you and I both. I, no, we are not millennials. I, I I can prove this to you because I remember a childhood before the internet. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with it. If you're born after 1980, basically you're in that bucket. So enjoy it. I, I don't. I reject that. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned the part about having a, a real job, quote unquote. I think what a lot of people don't realize, maybe some do, as information gets more disseminated online these days, is how much or little you can make a living with sort of the parts you've had. I think some people may assume they see your face on a sixty foot screen in a movie that stars George Clooney and Julia Roberts and think that you must have made enough for even a couple <laughs> speaking lines to last all year, income wise. But you're telling me that's not the case. No, that would not be the case. I mean, look, I'm not going to complain what you get for a couple of days working on a, on a film or a week and a half on a show. It's, it's, I mean, it's not a job. Let's be clear. It's really not. <laughs> it's fun. It's play money. Um, but no, obviously, it's, it's not enough to sort of live on. Uh, it's certainly not consistent, right? Unless you're working on a regular, you know, if you have a regular career, or a regular play that you're doing, even then, that's hard to kind of, you know, there are friends of mine who, who are in Broadway, um, who have left Broadway shows and, you know, you think they're been, they're doing super well, but it's like, yeah, well, you know, yeah, they're making, most people would love to make 2000 a week, 1700 a week, 2000 a week. And then, you know, the agent gets some, the manager gets some, you know, none of us are Donald Trump. So we're, we're paying taxes. Uh, (laughs) This is not a political podcast, Bobby. Don't go there. And union fees. So, like, it, 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 I mean, it sort of kind of deducts itself, right? I mean, anytime I work, I got to, you know, 15% goes to somebody and 10% goes to another, another goes to SAG, another one goes to the to taxes. So, 
Um, but like, yeah, it, I mean, there's no complaints there. If you can get paid to have play time in front of the equipment, like awesome. So now you're shifting, now you're pivoting, as you mentioned earlier, and I've been lucky enough to kind of see this project of yours come from uh, seed to germination to now getting, you said, just a director on board this week, uh, writing your own screenplay, doing your own thing. We talked the first time you were on about getting into the acting world and industry for anyone who was interested in that, how you go about that. So now tell me how you do this other thing. How do you get a script up and running? How do you go about finding a director? How do you raise money to go out and actually shoot your own film, no matter how long that is? For anyone that may be interested in getting into that, uh, give me a little a little one-on-one quickly. You know, I think it's just, uh, you know, I meet a lot of different people in, in all sorts of businesses, and they're saying, and I'm, I'm, it's, it's a lot easier than sort of the, the process of it. And you meet even people who are the world that I work with, uh, you know, in the software company who, you know, maybe they want to write comedy or they, you just got to do it. You know, you just got to open page one and you go. Now, obviously you can, you know, I, you know, take a few classes if you'd like and kind of get the formatting down, but ultimately you just got to just do one thing at a time. And the first part was this idea that we had and, or I had and, bounced it off a friend, bounced it off you quite a bit. You were there for a lot of the early drafts. And, um, then it's, you know, it's finding the right people. I mean, it's very hard to do anything by yourself. Um, it takes a lot of will. It takes a lot of teamwork. And it's just finding those right people. Um, and so sort of the first step was writing it. And then it was sort of showing it around and making it better. And then I just happened to be working on a film late in the spring uh, met somebody there who was the producer and said, Hey man, you seem pretty cool. I'm going to show you this script. He's like, we need to make this. Uh, we spent the summer kind of going over the, the writing of it and making it better. And we're like, you know, we're thinking we're at a place right now where we can start to turn the wheels on production. If that's what we want to do. And how does that, what do you do? How does that even work? I, I did produce a film about four years ago. That was um, not my own work. Uh, so I had a little bit of a glimpse and knowledge of it, but I wasn't really doing a lot of the heavy lifting on that for this. It's great. Let's one of this guy who's a producer. He's like, here's what we need to do. We got to put together a budget, put together, you know, a financing plan. Um, so we know how much money we need, how we're going to get that money, where we're going to shoot this thing, how we're going to shoot it. And then ultimately, you know, this is a unique situation because a lot of the times in short movies, the director is also the writer. It was also the producer. Everyone wears a lot of the same hat. This is actually set up a little bit differently where, I'm a writer and the actor. We have two other producers and we have another director, right? So everyone's sort of separated and it's more in line with sort of the regular, you know, studio independent model where not everyone's doing everything or one person doing everything. So this one has taken a, a sort of a great undertaking of finding the right people to do the right jobs. And we're, we're at that place. Literally, we just found an amazing director on Tuesday. Her name is Tisha Walker. Um, and so we're just, we're on cloud nine. We had a great meeting even just this morning and, we're sort of roaring to go, and hopefully by February we have a really nice film that we can we can take on the road. <laughs> uh, without giving anything specifically away, I do want to say, having read the original scripts, it's very topical. I think it'll be very uh, important for people to see this. There is a website up for it, right? Do you want to plug where people can find out more about this? Yeah, uh, the, the website is uh, being sort of remodeled. I'm not sure when we're going live with the podcast, but hopefully we can fix it up before it happens in a couple of days, but it's uh, in the field movie.com. And, uh, and yeah, we're, we're on cloud nine with it. And hopefully at the end of this process in 
six months down the line, we, we can look back and go, you know, we did something really cool. All right, check that out. Um, cool, Bob, you're going to wrap things up soon, but and I forget how much of this we did the first time we were around uh, on the episode uh, on the Mike Janelle show, but I've added a couple new uh, sort of gimmicks, uh, another word that you and I have sort of bastardized having watched pro- so, much, so much pro wrestling um, uh, to the show, and a couple I think I want to try out moving forward, so you're going to definitely be a, a guinea pig test case for me right now. So uh, one new thing I definitely want to try is uh, is finishing on, on a high note. Maybe I'll move this to the start of the show in the future, but I want people to, to feel good when they come on the show. So tell me, Bobby, what's the best thing that's happened to you this week? Oh, man. Um, I learned that I'm going to be shooting that new, that show that I'm working on on my birthday. And that's uh, two years in a row that I'm working on a major TV show on my birthday. And that is just it's a really good feeling that two years in a row I'm doing what I want. And that's that you can't ask for anything better than that. Oh, that's very nice. And it was uh, Outsiders again, right, on WGN? Yes, yes. All right, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, and the scene is going to be in a strip club, Michael. So you know. oh, God, the consenting yeah. eyes only. Look at you. Um, all right, yeah. some, something else I want to try, and this is probably going to be something that either is going to go great or going to go very poorly uh, moving forward with people. I want to turn the tables. I want to give my guests an opportunity, if they'd like, to ask me any one question while I have them on the phone. Is there anything you'd like to ask me while we're still talking about anything you want? I, I I have so many questions for you, Michael. I think what the people involved uh, in your life all want to know is if you are thinking of possibly relocating back to the East Coast. It's uh, a good question. I sort of addressed that. You would have no idea of knowing this uh, in the little pre-taped open that I did before I called you up. Uh, the plan is... Uh, tentatively, yes. Uh, I think the plan right now is to stay out here on the West Coast through the end of the year. And if nothing comes up career-wise, and you know how this goes, sometimes you get 10 offers for stuff, sometimes you get nothing. Uh, if nothing comes up, then I probably will head back east uh, around Christmas time and just stay because it makes no sense to be uh, paying rent somewhere out here out West when I don't have any income coming in. Uh, but I could be moving uh, anywhere between now and then, depending where the jobs are. So uh, we'll see. It'll have to depend on uh, on where the work goes. So, but good question. Very incisive. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to finish up, Bobby. This is something I've done every episode. I forget if I started it with you or soon thereafter. But it's the fun five. Uh, five just quick uh, questions appropriate to you specifically. Feel free to answer in as much or as little detail as possible. Question number one. If you could act opposite anybody in any medium, theater, TV, movies, one other actor or actress, who would you most love to share a scene or a work with? Hugh Jackman. Really? 100%. On stage? Yes. You're not worried that you're... I don't really care where, but definitely Hugh Jackman. Okay. You're not worried your... You're not worried your physique would pale in comparison next to Wolverine's? Oh, I wouldn't worry. It would. (laughs) As long as you know it going in. Um... (laughs) That's already been decided. <laughs> um, question number two. So you got Hugh Jackman acting opposite him. If you had to film, and I know that these are notoriously awkward and that actors will tell you it's not as fun or as exciting as it looks to the layperson, but if you could film a love scene with any actress or actor, uh, who would you want to film a love scene with? Oh, my God. That question, Michael. What are we? 
what are we on access Hollywood? <laughs> um, i'm trying to sit here hey everybody we have breaking news um oh jesus uh, you know I, i'm gonna i'm avril Levine. Ooh, nice you could be her skater boy very very good i'm um, going hey good 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 that was quick mike thank you hey like avril avril I, we grew up on avril Levine. that's near and dear to my heart uh best movie you've seen in 2016 it's a tie, Michael. I, I'm, I'm going to give you a political answer between uh, uh, the movie Hell on High Water with uh, Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine, but also there's a small independent film. I think you, I, I recommended you see it. Don't think twice with Mike Birbiglia. Mike Birbiglia. Um, I really just butchered his name, but um, <laughs> that movie by far uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal. I saw those both on your recommendation, and I agree they were both fantastic. So I certainly. Uh put my recommendation on that for anybody listening as well. Uh, you're a big hockey fan too, Bobby. Who's winning the Stanley cup this year? I'm going to go with the St. Louis blues. Ah, interesting answer. Um, all right, cool. So that's your question number four. And the last question for the fun five, I kind of know the answer for this, but I feel like we can discuss it for a little bit. What are you being for Halloween this year? <laughs> I'm going to be a member of the new day. You gotta sell it better than that. I'm gonna be a member of your WWE, WWE two time. <laughs> See, I can't actually do the bit. I'm messing it up. But uh, yesterday it is official. I bought myself a unicorn horn that lights up from WWE.com. I have my T-shirt from the New Day. I just have to pick up a box of Bootios cereal. Bootios to make sure you ain't booty. <laughs> Uh, and for <laughs> Halloween, people look at me like I have a dildo on my head. So that's, all is well. That's part of the gimmick, man. That's awesome. Um, uh, good stuff. I can't wait to see pictures. Um, Bobby, thanks so much, man. Uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and getting uh, the Mike Janela show back up on its feet once again and, uh, and helping me in this. So much appreciated, brother. You got it, brother. <laughs> all right, that's Bobby Kruger. Uh, you can go to MikeJanella.com and find out where you can find him. I'll have links to all his stuff, and I'll be tagging him all over social media, so you can check that out. You can also go to MikeJanella.com to find out where you can find future episodes, past episodes, and more information on the awesome outro music that you're hearing right now. Make sure to subscribe, like, download, do all that good stuff, and we'll try and do better next time. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Michael. All right, Michael. see you. <laughs> Later.